It's the eve of the October holiday for school and on a complete whim I've decided to add to the Dungeon Master's Diary episode 50 with this part three. My goal? I think I want to try and bring you up to date and kind of close the gap between when I release these and kind of when they're happening in real life. So I thought I'd try and throw in an episode episode and that brings you kind of up to today and then maybe over the whole day we can kind of I don't know, squeeze some extra stuff in? I don't know. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Thank you to all the callers. And let's dive in. Thanks he won't share with us The darkness in his brain The dungeon master's plan The pleasure and the pain What's better left unknown Keep calling out to me My name is Che Webster, and this is the Roleplay Rescue Dungeon Master's Diary. It's Friday the 9th of October, and I'm at school. I'm just in one of the art rooms, um, which is now where I teach RS to my year 11. It's a sort of forlorn end of the school, quieter. Um, And I just thought I'd take a moment to make a note that I'd had in the last few days, I've had about six, I think, kids really asking about whether we'd get back to D&D Club. And the answer, of course, is I really don't know. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to start asking that question. We're running towards the last week before half term. And I think after half term would be a good time to seriously think about you know, what we can do if, assuming schools are still functioning the way they are at the moment. Um, There's a lot of uncertainty right now because the uh, massively rising rate of COVID in UK society, and this appears the inaction of our government. Um, But, you know, just to to put it in in context, yesterday we had doubled our number of cases in the school. Um, And, yeah, so who knows what's going on. Um... What I will say is I'm really keen to get back to doing something with those kids and gaming. And, um, yeah, I just want to make a note of that. Hi, Che. Thanks for your message in response to my messages to Liren about manifestos and the manifesto principle. I, of course, didn't invent the word or the term, so uh, you are free to steal it. I think another important aspect about manifestos is that they're aspirational and so I think we also shouldn't be too hard on ourselves if uh, we've we fall short sometimes we don't hit everything simultaneously that we we contradict ourselves maybe that we even go against our own principles and perhaps have to come up with new things on the fly. Liren also responded with similar enthusiasm to you about it, and yeah, so we've planned to 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 talk about that more. Um, so I think if if between these interested parties that we keep this this term and this principle manifesto 
going between us i think that's really good because as as i pointed out as you you pointed out it it gets us out of arguments and it and it lets people simply put forward their their key principles and it's a really interesting exercise as well i think to kind of come up with a list and even what are the most important things and do things spill off from those others anyway that's it bye Barney there from Loco Ludus and that one probably seems a little bit odd uh, it's because there's really a connection between sort of three podcasts going on here so uh, really Barney had called into Liren's um, Updates on the Middle of Nowhere podcast and had mentioned this concept of a manifesto, a gaming manifesto which completely excited me. I called Barney and sort of said thank you for the idea and told him I was going to steal it and that was the response and then there were a few calls that followed up from that but I just wanted to say massive thank you to Barney because it has unlocked a few things for me in terms of what I'm planning to do uh, with my own kind of approach at explaining where I'm coming from I think with my gaming and I, I just think that manifesto is such a brilliant concept and such a useful tool for sort of laying out a vision and that's what I wanted to sort of celebrate so nice one Barney game on oh yeah he's got some more call-ins oh well okay just one more so I cut myself off a little bit there at the end I think it's a really interesting exercise to think about what the most important things are for yourself and what I was saying there is do other things spill out from those key issues or are they all independent, of course intertwined, but have their own significance? Anyway, I wanted to leave this message to say um, I'm looking forward to your book. I'm looking forward to hearing what your manifesto is. Um, it will be interesting, very, very interesting. So, good luck. Game on, as you say. It's Saturday morning and I had to bow out of the game with Friday Night Gamers, uh, led by Jason Connolly last night, simply because well, I had a little bit of a scare, really. I came home about 4pm from school, fairly early, to find the house was already kind of, well, not unlocked, but when I got in, the inner doors were open, which is unusual. I did my usual, okay, well, Deb must be home, so I'll yell hi, and there was no reply. I yelled again, there was this weak-sounding noise from upstairs, so I ran upstairs, and there's Deb laying on the bed in the recovery position, propped up by pillows as best she could, barely able to speak or talk, as though she had a horrendous asthma attack, probably the worst I've ever seen. So anyway, um, long story short, it kind of helped her um, kind of rest, uh, bath, used an inhaler and all sorts of other things, kind of get settled down, had something to eat and um, she just asked if we could go to bed together so we did, we cuddled in and interestingly enough last night we started, I was re I've been reading a few of the GURPS books and last night I was in the mood for GURPS Illuminati so I started to read it and she sat there and she went, will you read it to me? So there's me reading Deb, GURPS Illuminati um, last night which was great actually. Um, but pretty sweet and everything. But um, I missed the game, um, so I do feel mildly bad about that, except that, obviously, I 
kind of don't at the same time because it was the right thing to do, but, you know, it's complicated, right? But that, of course, has led me into really, really strongly wanting to run something for Illuminati, and there was sort of, we were just talking about it, and she was suggesting, why don't I just write a scenario? Um, so that's maybe something I'm going to have a think about. I've got a holiday coming, and um, I might I might be quite tempted by that idea, I think. Anyway, here we are, it's Saturday. Uh, I need to recover from a horrendous week. So, game on. Hi, Jay. I suspect that the reason the word manifesto resonates with you is because you're basically already doing it, already thinking in those terms. And, yeah, so... So so then maybe with that added sense of a of a unifying term an overarching concept a clarity maybe uh yeah may you know maybe that will shape further what you've already got constellation of course is another interesting word so rather than a list a constellation of key points and ideas so there we go. I look forward to, you know, more of this. See you. Bye. So I'm wondering if this works as an example for something in a manifesto. I hope that you got my message about your message to Andy Goodman about attention. Attention as a GM, which could be extended to a player. The attention that we give whilst role playing playing games that to me is something to go on the manifesto list attention uh yeah so i i'm hoping that in what you're working on attention plays a part as you seem to be thinking in those terms see you yeah, Barney, I did get your message. I played that in the earlier episode and I just wanted to comment really that, yes, absolutely, I've been thinking about this and attention is on my list because I think there are various layers of attention that are kind of required in a in a role-playing game, really, well, at least in a quality one. So, uh, yeah, I'm not going to really witter on too much here, but I just wanted to say, yes, all of your ongoing thoughts and comments are sort of feeding into my head. I did make some notes and scribbled some stuff down um and i think you're right i think a lot of these thoughts have been bubbling around for a while that's why the word manifesto resonated and again just thank you for it um i don't know how quite how to sort of um take this forward uh, but if you wanted to um you know talk about it or whatever i'm very very happy to do so in the meantime here's a message from jason thanks barney Hey, Jay, Jason here. Just listening to Dungeon Master Diary 50, point, part one. And I want to say congratulations on hitting 50 for the Dungeon Master Diary. I, I really appreciate these episodes. Um, I, yeah, I really do. I, you, you know, the thoughts you put out there help me think about things and, you know, help me, you know, my own planning and introspection and all that kind of thing. So I, I definitely appreciate it. Anyhow, talk to you later on. I'm looking forward to part two. Take care. 
H.A. Jason here, just listening to part two of Dungeon Master Diary 50. Gerp, I'm glad that the con went good for you. I'm glad your games went good. That's wonderful. Um, Gerp's third edition. I, I can't give you a hard time because recently I've been looking at OD&D, the, you know, the three little books, and the idea of using chain mail for the combat system. So I, I've been looking back as well. So, so I can't criticize at all the idea of using 3rd edition. And provided that you, you know, made pre-gens and all that, I'd be willing to play it. Um, so, yeah, no negatives here. If something calls to you, get it on the table and play it, you know. That's what it's all about. Have fun. Anyhow, talk to you later. It's Tuesday morning and I'm just back from my morning run and um, yeah, I was uh, just realising that I hadn't really spoken to you guys, uh, I hadn't really put anything in the diary. I think that at the moment, uh, work combined with um, Deb being pretty rough, she's she's been back at work but she's still still getting over the, uh, the head cold really, I think, that she picked up, um, gave to me, got back and then kind of really screwed up her asthma. So all of that's been a bit mad. Um, working until last week, this is like, I don't know, today and three more days, um, and then it's half term for two weeks. So, oh my God, I need that. <laughs> um, but also I do know that the second week of that whole day is almost entirely going to be filled with work because there's just no time during working day to actually do the things that need to get done in terms of preparation for the next half term. And I'm wiped every night, so uh, it's just not happening, which is kind of scary. Anyway, you didn't come on here to listen to me witter and at work. Um, I just wanted to report what I'm doing hobby-wise, because there's been a bit of a shift again. Constantly shifting, isn't it? Always changing. But um, I, I'm back to um, GURPS in a sort of intellectual sense. But uh, instead of like um, kind of fussing about learning rules per se... Um, because I kind of know how the game plays, and there's a number of things in the game I want to learn. Like, I want to learn how guns work, and I want to get my head around psionic uh, powers, and uh, how you might play with those. And I'm also wanting to experiment with the various magic approaches that have been suggested. Obviously, you could do what you wanted, actually, but um, there's lots and lots of options there. And so on, I think it was on Saturday or Sunday, I think it was Sunday morning, I... Um, I did pop briefly onto my Discord to reinstate the Learning GURPS channel, and I've been having some um, discussion on there, um, although it doesn't seem very enthusiastically uh, from others, um, but some discussion on there about, uh, you know, running some uh, one-off adventures. Uh, people keep calling them one-shots, but I, I think the mistake there is understanding that these are probably not going to be one-session things, that we're probably talking two or three probably four-hour sessions. So we're talking somewhere between, well, anything actually, I suppose, 8, 12, maybe even 16 hours, maybe go four on uh, an adventure. And what I would like to do is put together some characters and then build uh, an adventure within a range of settings. I think I talked about in the past doing, you know, Dungeon Fantasy and then uh, and sort of Monster Hunters and, and action. Um, and even like the... Um, post-apocalyptic uh, game as well, which has, all of these are like the um, GURPS, uh, I suppose kind of pre, pre-designed pre or pre-written kind of 
ways of approaches to doing those kinds of um, settings. I'm forgetting what the word is now. Um, it is very early in the morning after all. Um, but I, I, and I did do uh, Monster Hunters and I have obviously got back to doing Dungeon Fantasy and then I kind of ran into school <laughs> and that's been really tough. Um, so it's part of me that kind of wants to try out action and it's part of me that kind of wants to try out after the end, that's at one, post-apocalyptic one. But um, those treatments, that was the word I was looking for, are great. Um, but there's also a big part of me that, that kind of needs to learn how to build what I want out of GURPS and... Um, so to that end, um, I think I said on Friday night I was reading Illuminati. I've also been reading the GURPS Mars supplement, which I didn't know existed and which was recently put back into, it's available to, to in print form from Amazon. They, they're doing a whole load of game books that you can kind of, Amazon will do the lightning printing jobby of it and get, kind of get them to you in a few days, which is great actually, they're not bad. Um, pretty good quality printing, I just worry about the covers being flimsy, but that's me. Anyway, I digress. So I've been looking at various, you know, really getting into the GURPS um, world books, I suppose, the, the sort of, you know, the, the, the resource books. And that's really interesting because a lot of them are third edition GURPS. So if you're going to use them, you would need to adapt things to fourth edition. But they're very good. I mean, every single one of the books is just fascinating to read. I've learned more about Mars and also refreshed my memory about... Um, you know, the Illuminati and kind of conspiracy generally in the last few days than ever before. So it's great. And um, I guess what I'm, what I'm doing is starting to sort of stoke the fires of creativity. And um, I think that's a fun thing to do. I, I, I'm in two minds about how to present these one, uh, one-time adventures. Um, to be honest with you, what I would like to do is find two, maybe three players for each and then have them create uh, characters and then from that build the adventure. I really, really like that approach to play. Um, but the problem, of course, with a one-off adventure, which is going to be maybe three or four sessions, is a lot of people aren't interested in creating a character for that, you know, for one adventure. So it's probably going to be on me to create some pre-generated characters and then build an adventure around those, which I find less interesting. But hey, you know, we'll see. Um, so, you know, if you're out there and you're interested in... Um, playing games with me um we're probably talking weekend gaming we're probably talking uk daytime saturday or sunday gaming uh for three or four hours at a time for maybe three or four two three four weeks um probably in fortnightly chunks so it'll probably be a good eight week sort of period of play um and i don't know when it'll either have to be that or holidays so you know we're talking um it's too close to do the october one next week but we're talking about like christmas or Easter or, you know, whenever, February half-term, I suppose. Um, so I don't know. Anyway, I'm wittering, so I'm going to go and uh, bid you adieu. Hey, it's uh, 6.30ish. I know, but it's 6.20am or something like that. Um, it's Wednesday morning and uh, I'm on my walk right now, so I'll have to forgive the, the breathlessness. I'm walking up what is called the Misk here in in Harkonnen in Northamptonshire near where I live and it's dark the uh, Mars is in the sky beautiful red star um, so is the, the pole star and obviously the moon is very bright today as well it's a crescent and uh, but oh, so bright and so close it's gorgeous and I'm moving up um, a trackway which kind of goes between some trees um, kind of fairly steep 
and it's so eerie. It's great. I love it. I come up here most days, and uh, yeah, I like it. I'm recording because I've run out of podcasts to listen to, so um, I was going to fumble around in the dark, so I figured I would record something. Uh, today, tomorrow, Friday, then it's half term. Yes. Thinking about gaming, I was uh, actually listening to Hobbs, Jason Hobbs, uh, talking about all the games he runs in a week. I think, again, how? How do you have so much energy, Jason? <laughs> it's an awesome thing to behold, but... Wow, you know. But I was thinking about like that question and how do you do it? And of course the answer is that I guess these people make time for their games, you know, they they uh, let go of other things so that they have time. My always complaint is about energy. I don't have the energy after work and of course that's sort of very true immediately after work, but I'm not sure it's so true by about seven in the evening because I do recover a bit. Last night I recovered enough to record some segments for a podcast episode. So, you know, that's what I was prioritising. Um, sometimes I prioritise time with my wife, obviously. But a lot of times, to be honest, she's so tired, she's just going to bed. So, I guess, uh, you know, what am I doing with my evenings? I think if I was to say today, but, oh, I'm going to hop online and play a game. And I started doing that on a regular basis. I might meet resistance. So... I think that even though I could probably do almost anything else, it would be uh, something that she would find odd, I think. Um, I don't know. But I feel as though, you know, I could do that. I could hop online for an hour or two in a week, probably. I mean, having said that, I tried to do that with Harlan and also with... uh, the Star Trek game um, and essentially as soon as I was coming from work I was just exhausted and to be honest with you I didn't really have the energy to do a lot so while I was thinking yeah I can game from seven the cognitive load mind load the mental load required to be on a game and especially to run a game I think is prohibitive I think I would be just too tight it would be too hard I think it's the is the truth of it as uh, BJ Fogg and his fantastic book on um, called Tiny Habits. It's all about motivation and how to kind of build new things into your life. Who would point out that that is way too hard? And so, I don't know, but I do wonder if I couldn't do something online in a week that was lighter. You know, a few weeks ago, well, a few months ago now, actually, not weeks, months, I did run some like, you know, just combat sessions. Um, GURPS combat sessions online, you know, we just kind of got online and battled a bit and had a laugh. A sort of arena combat game, something like that. I could probably handle that. Um, it would be fun. A bit wargamey, I suppose, but, you know, it's an option. I don't know. I don't know. If anyone got any other suggestions, I'd be very grateful to hear. Because um, I feel like going two weeks between my game on Saturday night in the Fire Citadel... And, and then having the game on Friday nights where, because, uh, you know, sometimes it's a bit hit and miss, basically all of us are sort of tired and I know I've missed my fair share of um, episodes of that game, but also even the gym, you know, occasionally gets called to work or whatever. So that, that's a bit hit and miss and I know it leaves me feeling like I'm not gaming and I don't know, I miss that, that live gaming. 
that being said, playing post game is good, and uh, I think you know it's all about energy. It's about all the energy I have to go online and post very short responses at the moment. So, ah, oh, whole thing. I mean, how do we balance this? How do we balance life and and work? I mean, isn't that the essence of? of what my podcast has always been about. So I'm struggling with it, I think. And uh, I'm asking all these questions out loud so that, I don't know, maybe maybe you guys can help me find some answers. Uh, but I shut up. I'm going across the top of the ridge now. And, you know, there might be orcs watching. They might want to steal my phone or something. So I'll see you later. Thinking further about this uh, question of why it is I find it so difficult to game in the evening, I mean... A big part of the answer, obviously, is about the sort of natural rhythm of my day. I am, uh, I'm a lark. I, I get up very early in the morning. It's no problem for me to be up at 4.30 a.m. And actually, when I have my most energy is between, probably between around about 6 in the morning and about 8 in the morning, 9 in the morning, maybe. And I find that um, that's when I can be sort of the most analytical, the most... Um, thoughtful I suppose and in a lot of ways sort of very creative by the time I get to the end of the day I uh, will have a little spurt of creativity and creative energy in the evening but it's very short-lived it's maybe an hour hour and a half certainly no more than two hours and in fact a lot of the time um, that has the most useful thing for that time is actually reading um, and thinking and maybe sketching out ideas in a loose kind of way to be in a position where I have to kind of create, describe and perform, that's a whole level of energy that I don't tend to have. So I guess in an ideal world for me, I would be getting up at, uh, I don't know, 4.35 in the morning. My wife goes to work at six. I would go along on a game for a couple of hours and run a game. In fact, I could probably very easily run a game from six till nine or 10 very easily in the morning. Of course, that doesn't fit with the work schedule I have. I have to be out the door for work, um, I guess, no later than 7.30. And, um, yeah, you know, the, the, the day is not going to allow me to do that. And, um, you know, what's really a big shame as well is that work misses out on about half of my best energy in the morning. So during lockdown, actually, um, I was able to use the time between sort of six and eight to do just that, to do creative and hobby things. But then I would shift into work and they'd get about an hour of my good time. Now they get me arriving about eight o'clock-ish and um, I'm good for about an hour. Um, and most of that you know, before work is preparing for the day. And then I roll into sort of medium energy level that slowly descends, you know, down towards lunchtime. And um, yeah, I think the kids get, they get their very best of me first period, second period of the morning. Um, and it's, it's a really weird thing, isn't it, to think that actually we would build an entire system on a fixed rotor of time, which just doesn't fit people, absolutely doesn't fit people. Um, you know, maybe we should use the people when they have the most energy. Maybe we should use the larks like me in the early part of the day, and maybe we should use the the uh, the night owls, you know, towards the end of the day, and the other end of the day when they have more energy. I think that Hobbes and I think that people like Jason Connolly, whom I really admire and love, um, these guys are night owls, I think. I think they get their most energy in the evening. Maybe they'll call in and tell me, but um, I think that's why I find it hard to do what they do because we're not built that way. And that's okay. Um, this is not me being down on myself. This is just me reflecting on 
how I'm different. And you know what? I need to find a way of harnessing my difference. Because I reckon that early morning games, UK time, would be ideal for someone in the world. Wouldn't they? Game on. Hey, it's uh, Thursday morning and I'm out of my walk again, so you'll have to forgive me. It's moving away from the roads and in towards the uh, wild spaces again. I have to say, yesterday doing this, I really, really realised how much I miss talking to you guys. Um, I think that my DM's diary, you know, has, uh, I don't know, it's been a lot more intermittent, obviously. Um, and I'm not entirely sure why. I think part of it is I just felt like I, I have, you know, low energy. Um, but also, I, don't, I feel like I don't have much to say. Um, but anyway, a few thoughts. So the first thing, is anyone else out there have this thing where you wake up in the morning and you have like a word stuck in your head? Or maybe it's a word that you sort of know what it means, but you're not entirely sure what it means. Or you can't quite remember what it means. So my word of the morning was Malfissians. Malfissians? Malfissians. Hmm. I sort of know what I meant and I looked it up and then it sort of like stops bugging me I don't know what that is I think maybe that's me my brain um, checking on vocabulary or something I don't know I think that when I don't quite get something my uh, subconscious mind wants to uh, sort of lift it up and say oi can you sort this out maybe it's just me I don't know the other thing was that I mean, I woke up at about 2.30 this morning, or 2, something like that, this morning. Um, had a nightmare, and uh, then obviously couldn't get back to sleep very easily. And at that point, my brain struck, and so I wanted to share with you the thing that struck my brain. About two days ago, Chaosium released. Um, a lot of second edition RuneQuest stuff was... Uh, about two, three years ago, was raised on a Kickstarter, which I supported um, at the time, to bring Tui back, and that was a glorious moment. Um, and I backed that, and you get the book. You've also got PDFs of loads of stuff from the past. They, they did so many books. Um, and the promise has been they were going to put them in print as well. And obviously, as a back Kickstarter backer, you could get them a discount. And two days ago, they released the print-on-demand stuff, so you can go to Chaosium. And all of them. I think they're coming via Lulu, actually. Um, I'm not sure. It looks that way. Um, anyway, so I've always wanted to play Snake Pike Hollow, but I don't own it. I, well, I do own the PDF, but I never owned it back in the day. So that's available. I think it's like with a 25% discount, off, which is basically going through to the end of the year and available to anybody. Um, it's about like seven bucks fifty. So. I ordered that. I also ordered the books I've been wanting to read for so long, the, the books of the gods and spirits of Glorantha. Um, there's a book of, like, the good gods, if you like, and a book of the chaos gods. Um, so I ordered both those, but I realised that, um, actually, I, I, you know, I've always wanted to own, collect and use these things. And then in the middle of the night, what happened is I woke up. And the most obvious thing, obviously, struck me, which I hadn't consciously thought about, but... I really enjoyed my game of Grantha the other in Grantha the other weekend. However, I felt like the, the modern game is so high powered. But actually, what I realised is that I needed I probably need to go back to the beginning. I need to actually play those things I've been wanting to play for so long, um, and I can I kind of never got to do for one reason or another, largely because I'm a coward. Uh, back in the day, 
So it kind of struck me, why don't I just dig out the second edition of Quest and dig out these sort of reprinted products and, uh, and you know, play them. So I don't know, that's something that uh, really struck me as a very appealing idea. So I thought I wanted to share it. Um, don't know what you're making at. Probably think I'm crazy. I, uh, you know, the logical pop my brain is going, why are you going to use a game that's, you know, that old? And then I remember, of course, that that's what loads of people are doing, aren't they? That's what they do with their classic D&D, their BX, or, you know, as it is now OSE, just because it's been reprinted. Um, it's still an old game, right? So, and people do that with a first edition D&D, so why shouldn't I go back to RuneQuest? And you can even get a copy of the first edition of RuneQuest as well, which is great to have the PDF, and it's very tempting to read. But yeah, yeah, combining that with what I was saying in in an earlier episode of Zian's Diary, that, you know, I need a map, and I really loved that original map um, of Dragon Pass, and there's a part of me that kind of wants to go explore that map, and there's a big part of me that wants to explore kind of what was written, but not necessarily be bound by it, you know, and to be able to do the thing that I would have done as a kid, um, and which I often do when I have a new product, which is to sort of take the basis of it and then do my own thing. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, the barrier is, is sort of finding players and time uh, as ever. But, um, yeah, I really want to do it, actually. I kind of, you know, think old Andy... Shandy Annie's going to call him probably and go, you know, just do it. Um, so that was the thought. That was what happened in the in the middle of the night at sort of two o'clock in the morning. And I wanted to share it. So, wow. Look at the moon. Look at the red star. Wow. I'm looking out over a field. It's just kind of a field again. And there's trees on either side of it. And, um, yeah, the red stars in the sky. And it's just glorious. So going to go down behind her eyes and within a day or so I would have thought but wow amazing and another thought by the way uh, and uh, I've always I kind of realised this when I was quite young I'm colourblind I didn't know I was colourblind until I was about know, 13 or 14 when they diagnosed me finally but um at night when there's there's no light or it's just starlight like is the moment um I see quite well in the dark, so I think this area is quite abandoned early in the morning now, simply because, well, there's someone coming with a torch, but simply because they can't see, and I can. Game on.